This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to take your place on the starting grid and get ready for Racer Radio. Your host, Dave Stahl, about to take you for a white-knuckled lap around the motorsports industry, covering everything from top-notch national drivers and crew chiefs right down to your local kid racers and racetracks. Watch for the apex, because here comes Racer Radio with Dave Stahl. All right, folks, welcome to Racer Radio FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by Black Forest Motorsports. 8066 Engineer Road. If you've got a BMW Mini or a Porsche and you just want normal service, they got it. You want to go fast? They can definitely do that. Over 40 years experience. Check them out at blackforestautomotive.com. Well, we got lovely Brittany in the house. Hi, Dave. Happy Valentine's Happy Day. Valentine's Day to you and Brendan and the listeners. And everybody out there in in uh, the world. Yeah. And who do you have as your special guest that you've been so excited <laughs> bouncing around like a little kid well, in the candy store? If I may for a moment, can I give a shout out to our listeners in Texas? Oh, of course. Yes, we have a few extra listeners from Texas. I hope you're weathering the storm and making the best of the situation. It's It's pretty, yeah. Uh, With that said, our guest is calling from Texas, and um, he is an avid motorcycle collector and rider. Uh I, I think he would agree that vintage motorcycles should not simply sit there and collect dust and rust, but rather be ridden to their fullest potential exactly so please welcome richard asprey hey richard how you doing buddy whoops (laughs) wow that was such a great lead-in okay brendan's over there banging on the phone so he'll get uh he'll get him do we have richard hey dave there he is taking out he's taking time from his friends and family and well, he got that, a valentine's he, he got that squirrel to take off and run like hell inside <laughs> that, that that little uh, basket there how you doing buddy i'm doing very well thanks dave man i seen some pictures that uh, Brittany showed me of your collection that bev sent me so he may not know what we've seen oh, on our end oh <laughs> my gosh and before yeah, we get, i have no idea well yeah. that's okay but before we get started let me guess did you know Dale uh, Waxley? Uh, you know, I have met him and uh, know him, but uh, not well. Yeah, he passed away, I think, last week. I oh, no. Exactly. Yes. This is was, not a good way to start an interview, No, Dave. but but, it, 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 but if he knows Dale, because Dale's got the okay. Wheels Through Time Museum, I have not right. been there. It's been on my bucket list. Have you been back to it yet? Actually, we were going to go, uh, we're still going, we hope. Uh, this July, we're doing an antique motorcycle ride around Asheville, North Carolina. There you go. And uh, every every year we do a ride. I'm the uh, president of the uh, Texas Norton Club, and we've been connected up with the Southern California Norton Club for some years. So every year we do what we call an epic ride, and this <laughs> year, it's going to be around the Carolinas, ending up in Birmingham, Alabama, wow. at the uh, the the racetrack there. I just bought a vintage Norton uh, motorcycle fo- photograph, eleven by fourteen. Oh, photograph. Yeah, well, I can't afford a Norton. Like, what? what? Are you kidding Dave, me? On my, you didn't tell on, me. on my income, and it's the most. It's my prized possession, and the look on this guy's face 
it looks like it's about a 1920 21 i'm not 100% sure and it's a it's a it's a board track racer and I, that picture just amazes me what they were able to do with a motorcycle back in the day well one of my favorites is uh, my 1915 mm. Norton flat tank uh, and that's the one that uh, i think excited uh Brittany. <laughs> yes. uh, tell because, us where you uh, wrote it well, I've written it uh, on two cannonball trips, coast wow. to coast. So really? I wrote it from Atlantic City to Carlsbad, California in 2016. And in 2018, we took it on a, uh, a race with 110 other, you know, 100-year-old bikes sure. from uh, Portland, Maine to Portland, Oregon. Unbelievable. So with the cannonball, am I correct where it has to be 1929 or older, what you ride? Yeah, I take part in the uh, 100-year-old bike or more, you know. So, uh, But, yeah, it's got different classes. Uh, and, um, you know, I like to do the 100-year-old. Seems like a bit of a challenge. <laughs> you <laughs> think? Yeah. A bit of a challenge. Well, you know, the interesting thing is they, they have a great route for us planned out. We're not allowed to use GPS. You know, we have a paper scroll in front of us with the turns. Uh, and on that trip, Portland, Maine to Portland, Oregon, we did 3,400 miles, but only 11 miles on a highway. Everything was oh, back road. You need to tell me you don't have GPS on a Norton. I would just turn that bike back in. <laughs> Old school. Oh, that is so. But you know what? It's it's funny you should say that. I was back in Detroit, and I was at the Dodge Museum, and they were letting us drive all of the cars that were in the museum, except the 1915 uh, Dodge Brothers four-door touring. But, they, but the curator was driving, and we were going for a ride. So as soon as we got in, I said, okay, let's go to San Francisco. And he looked at me and says, what are you, crazy? I says, no, you're crazy. They used to do that all the time, right? Yeah. All the time. Exactly. It was not. It wasn't even up for discussion. It's like, all right, let's go. Virtually no gas stations to speak of, except you go to the farmhouse, you know, to pick up fuel. And they back then you were spending up to seven dollars a gallon because that farmer didn't want to let go of the fuel for his implements. (laughs) Yeah. It was really tough back then, but uh, you know, it was a pleasure to uh, in 2016. It was a pleasure to take a 100-year-old bike across the country, yeah. which uh, I don't think a 100-year-old machine had been across the country at that time. No. So that was fun. And, and let me get personal. How old are you? <laughs> uh, I'll be 60 in June. <laughs> See? Climbs on a 100-year-old motorcycle. And, you know, I, I have a sneaky feeling you're one of these kind of guys like me. That you, How old do you think you would be if you didn't know how old you were today? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to think about that for a little while. You're, eight, you're uh, 18. I know you're 18 in your head. It's your body right. just is, isn't isn't there anymore. But I, but it, to I'm be perfectly honest. I didn't think I'd make 25. So every day is a blessing. You and me both. If you look at my email, it states that you know when it, when I go, I'm going to go all burned up, tore up, and slide yep. in yelling, "What a hell of a ride!" Because mm-hmm. that's what life's mm-hmm. all about. My favorite is Hunter S. Thompson. When I'm on my Vincent, I think about his line all the time. Go faster and faster until the thrill of speed outweighs the fear of death. I like that. Nice one. You have a Vincent? How many bikes do you have? Uh, Over 
200 oh. old vintage bikes. Wow. No. Yeah, I'm looking at this picture here, and, and Bev had written, all original parts, you would be in heaven. And she sent a picture of a Vincent, but I can't tell. Black Shadow, I don't know. It's all black. It just says Vincent made in England. Well, it's, it, it's actually a Black Shadow, but uh, um, every part internally and externally, wheels are all new old stock. Vincent Lightning part. So it's a special that we're uh, completing right now. Nice. So is it safe to say you would always bet on a Vincent or a Norton over a Harley or an Indian? Or as my family calls them, Harleys? You know, I have to tell you, riding in the Cannonball ride, Yes. uh, you know, Harleys and Indians were fast. They were agile. Uh, you know, they were the they they were tough to beat back in the day on the board track and uh, on the road, seeing them uh, go what right past me on my Norton. Uh, <laughs> they're beautiful machines, you know. I totally and agree. All, all right, so, motorcycles are good. So has uh, Barona called in? All right, so it doesn't look like our next guest has called in as yet. You want to hang with us for a little bit? Yeah, I'm good. All right, so we're going to take a quick break because you're all listening to Racer Radio with Dave and Brittany on FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Racer Radio right here on FM. 96.1 961 AM 1170. The answer. The segment's brought to you by El Cajon Ford, where nobody, absolutely nobody, treats you better than El Cajon Ford. Go to ElCajonMotors.com for new and used. Did you know 80% of their inventory for used is trade-ins? They don't go to the auction and get cars. They send cars to the auction. And they support Barona's Speedway. And I just was chatting. Dirt Dude called in, but I'm sure he's probably watching the Rain. rained out Daytona 500. <laughs> so I told him to go ahead and take a break and because we're talking with Richard Asbury, Asbury and uh, who has a small collection of yeah, motorcycles. Yeah, only a couple hundred. And we want to give a shout oh, out to your girlfriend. Sally and Bev and Barb. And thank you, Richard. They're in Richard's barn. Hospitality. Well, he's in Texas. <laughs> yeah. And that's what happens in Texas. You get hospitality. Yes. So you had a couple of questions you wanted to ask Richard. I have Richard. a million, but I well, whittled it down. Um, to half a million. <laughs> and I, I don't mean to be a stalker here, Richard. Um, I she have is. questions. Do you have any interest and or ties to Bonneville? Uh, you know, um, I've got a bike prepared for Bonneville, which is a 750cc. It'll be in the 750cc pushrod class, an old Triumph Trident. And then uh, I go out there with uh, a mate of mine, and I've been to the Bolivia Salt Flats with him. That's oh. Al Lamb. He's trying to break 300 miles an hour on a mo- motorcycle, sit on motorcycle. Wow. So we do quite a bit of that. And then the shop that... Uh, uh, your friends were in yesterday, <laughs> uh, Bev and Sally and co. Um, Big D Cycle is, has been uh, very involved with Bonneville over the years. And in fact, back in 1956, they were involved in creating the uh, Texas Seagar, which uh, broke the land speed record for a motorcycle at Bonneville. And in 1957, Triumph named their bike the Bonneville 
oh. after uh, their, their, their thing. So the shop's still going, uh, still uh, restoring motorcycles. And in fact, uh, on the Cannonball this year, we'll have four flat tank Nortons, all of which have been prepared by Big D. And uh, when we take them on the road, it's it's a race team. You know, we've got uh, a full uh, tech shop in our trailer and we work on them every night. It's uh, it's an interesting thing to see. So people can see that by looking up Motorcycle Cannonball and stop on in at our stops across the country. Yeah. So do you have a museum at your location or is this just your own private loca- private collection? Uh, it's my own private location, but uh, we have, uh, I keep about 100 bikes in the house at any one time. Uh, they're all ready for a long trip. Wow. And, you know, I have, uh, I have kind of motorcycle racers and enthusiasts drop in from time to time from around the world. And, uh, you know, we have a drink every Friday night with our, uh, drinking club, which is called the Peckerhead Motorcycle Racing Club. So, uh, you know, it's just a private thing. You have a hundred <laughs> motorcycles in your house. Yes. That's why Bev said I'd be in heaven if oh, I was there. I'm in heaven. I know. Are we going to take a cruise to Texas? We are taking a cruise to Texas. I am here to... Te- I, it's funny because I told, I talked to Richard briefly yesterday and i told him about moto dofo the winery yeah. <laughs> it just kind of reminded me of that oh absolutely but yeah. then i also hear your your choice is vodka <laughs> wow well it <laughs> is w- these days i wasn't I gonna to say it on air pounds, so i gave up beer you know ah, man, I to buy beer every day yes. yeah well you and i are are, are definitely yes. uh buddies he's our people you're my yeah same <laughs> with Brittany as well so let me ask you this when you're working on a Norton, you're working on a Vincent, you're working on a Henderson. Yeah. Oh. Wh- where do you get parts? <laughs> eBay. Really? So there are still parts and pieces not- out there, right? Wow. <laughs> you know, um, I, I, I'm kind of kidding, but, uh, oh. you know, eBay's certainly yeah. been, over the last 20 years, the uh, the, the thing that's kept... Yeah. Some of our bikes alive, you know, being able to find parts in Germany, Australia, all over the place, you yeah. know, Russia. I mean, just fantastic. <laughs> so, but then, uh, you know, we, we, we still have the ability to hunt down parts. I've got friends in the UK that look for things for me at Swap sure, Meet. Sure. And then if we really, really, really get stuck, we'll make them, you know. Well, I collect okay. radios, vintage radios. In fact, I'm going to pick up one on Monday. And for some reason, the knobs, they're always missing. So, but I found, I bought this one radio. It's a Crosley with a record player and a whole bit. And the knobs were, were missing $68 for a set of knobs. So right. they're out there. You know, you're not going to get a deal. But if you want new old stock, you just got to be prepared to pay for it. You know, if anyone's listening, we're looking for a Magneto for the Lightning. <laughs> And uh, ah. I did find one, but uh, the the gentleman wants fifteen thousand dollars for a magneto. <sighs> sure he does. Yeah, sure yeah. he does. And he's going to sit on that magneto for a while, but then all of a sudden, somebody's going to come up and give him the money that he wants. It's, it's you never know. In three years' time, it might be me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you get to a point. See, you're yeah. like me. If I want something, 
and I can't afford it, I won't leave the guy alone. I will, will become best of friends. I don't get right. mad. I just don't go away until I get what I want. <laughs> I think I'm just going to get friendly with his wife from White Oh, off the oh now there you go. I like the way this guy I thinks. Know. I told you he's one of our people. I, I know. He is definitely one of our people. So uh, do you, now, does Big D work on your bikes or do you work on them? Uh, you know, I work on them when I'm riding and when I'm prepping for a trip. Gotcha. But it's a lot of bikes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and we keep them all in uh, road road going order. Wow. And they're all settled for long distance trips. And, you know, it's nice to have the mechanics of Big D as friends. Sure. Who uh, uh, work on a lot of my bikes. Absolutely. So what do you do to a bike? For a long term, I mean, what do you do to a bike for a long trip, short of just a normal everyday riding around town? What What are some of the things that you have to really concentrate on when you plan to take this thing across country? Oh, it's every nut and bolt and fettling, and normally we'll take it for you know hundred mile test rides uh-huh. at least at least four or five times before we believe it's ready for uh, a long trip. You know, uh-huh. these are old british bikes most of the parts are in the ditch you know so um what do you do about what do you do about fuel because i'm sure uh, our fuel is not compatible to a hundred year old motorcycle you know none of the fuel really is uh unfortunately uh in texas we're loaded up with ethanol so we uh uh, race we keep race gas in the mall uh, non-ethanol. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the stuff we get is a little high on octane because these bikes were designed for a lower octane fuel. So we just tune them accordingly. Okay. But we keep uh, we keep non-ethanol. Uh, we use a vintage fuel from BP that's good for storage for about two years. Right. And uh, you know, then you can go right back to it, kick it, fires right back up. Right. You know? Yeah, I I I had a, a, a bout because I'm in California with. Uh, fuel for my generator and my lawnmower and all that and i so i ended up buying i can't remember what they called you get it at home depot i mean it's like 14 dollars a gallon but you know it's the only thing i found that if i let it let any of this equipment sit for any length of time it'll start right back up again right and i do exactly the same with all my lawnmowers yeah (laughs) and it kills you to have to pay the price but what are you going to do i mean you know the state of california is not going to change their fuel uh capacity so Anything else you collect besides motorcycles? Do you collect gear like helmets, you know, driving jackets, gauntlets, those types of things? No, if it doesn't make a noise and it doesn't go down the road, <laughs> I don't collect it. But uh, you know, I don't know if this was your collection or not, but I did see an Aprilia and a Ducati. Are those part of yours? Are you outside of the English motorcycle? Oh no, sure. I you know. Although I ride uh, old bikes, I also ride uh, modern bikes. So my go-to bike right now is the uh, BMW S1000XR. Um, And, you know, I've got KTMs, I've got uh, Yamahas, Suzukis, Hondas, um, but predominantly British sort of 60s, 50s motorcycles. Well, being that, what do you think of the new Triumph line that's came out and the new... um yeah, the Triumph line. There was another British line that they're bringing back, too. Uh, yeah, what else is coming back? I saw that recently. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, Triumph is great. It's just, uh, 
Um, and, you know, a lot of my friends ride the uh, Explorers and stuff. I mean, right. we do a lot of long-distance r- riding to find twisty roads. So, <laughs> you know, for us, for us, the dual sports have become the uh, – and we're old, right? So, right. you know. We're, we're not on the crotch rockets anymore. We're on uh, yeah. uh, we're on fast dual sports. But for me, uh, the BMW is the best one I've uh, ridden. I love it today. Yeah. yeah. My dad's been seeking twisty roads my entire life. Oh, I'll yeah, try well, to laugh when he said it. <laughs> yep, yep. That's well. If you ever come to San Diego, can we show you some twisty roads? One of them is from Escondido up Palomar Mountain. That. Oh, I've uh, yeah, we've done Palomar Mountain quite a few times. Is Sunrise it, Highway is my favorite. Sunrise Highway favorite. is another I'm good one. Little. We do have some yeah. really good back roads out here. Oh, in, fantastic! Oh, you've got better roads than we have for sure. Exactly. The, the, but the, if you the ever roads that, the only roads that even compare, or maybe even uh, uh, certainly worth your uh, listeners. Uh, going to check out is Arkansas. We love Arkansas. Oh, really? The roads there are fantastic. Yeah. What about Tale of the Dragon? Uh, you know, I haven't actually ridden Tale of the Dragon. I'm doing that this year. <sighs> We're going to go and spend a couple of nights in you. Asheville, North Carolina. You rascal. We've got, uh, we've got 45 uh, vintage British motorcycles going, mostly uh, Vincent's, Norton's, and Triumph's. Wow. And uh, you know, and then we're doing a five-day trip towards uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Right. Do you know what you're riding yeah. yet? Have you already gone out to the garage and picked he can't, her out? He can't decide. He's got to <laughs> take a bunch of them. He can't just take one. No, I'm going to take a couple of them. See, I'll see, <laughs> I know how this guy rolls. <laughs> but I'll be, I'll be taking, uh, I'll be taking my Vincent White Shadow for sure. Oh. Uh, that's the go-to bike for me. Okay. Yeah. And I'll be taking a uh, 1979 Triumph uh, Bonneville, uh, which got tricked out by Big D in 1982, oh, and is a fabulous machine. It's uh, it's a very very powerful. 1979 Bonneville, and then I might even take my uh, Honda CBX, which I have a CBX Cafe Racer, which I quite enjoy. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's just. Amazing. Do you have you have go to motorcycles? Do you have go to riding buddies? I know my my dad does. Sure. Yeah. You know, in the in the club here, we have uh, close to 300 members. And we do a, a couple of rides each year. So I've been lucky enough to be involved with that since I arrived in America in 2000. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of guys in that club I ride with. It's been fabulous for me. This, this whole experience of coming to America <laughs> has been fabulous for me. You know. Wow, and you've only been here just a short time. Yeah, 20 years, yeah. just the other day. It just right? yeah, it flies by. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, well, let me double check. Hey, is our guy from? Uh, he's trying to keep you longer, Richard. I was trying to, but keep he's you with his family. I think you took ah, time out. He's from always Valentine's got his family. Day. Thank you, Richard. He, he has an opportunity to chat with you and me. <laughs> We're only getting <laughs> hey, talk about motorcycles. Yeah, you just found two new friends in Southern California. So if you ever come this way again, I do local television, and I'll be more than happy to put your group on TV. You know, you it part of your, your route if you're out here. Because nothing better than to promote what a wonderful, wonderful sport you got yourself into. And thank you very much for taking time out of your day 
go hug everybody that's frowning and just tell it was our fault. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Thank you for taking care of my girls. Yep. Thank you for keeping those vintage. Put Sally on that. Put Sally on one of them motorcycles. (laughs) We want a video. She's been on one. We want a video. All right, right, Brittany. All right, Dave. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. Thank you for your time, Richard. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, guess what? It is Race Eraser Radio on FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to Racer Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. What a great interview. You did awesome, girl. Thanks, Coach. I am so proud of you. But this segment is brought to you by Paris Auto Speedway, and this interview is going to be just as exciting uh, because Ron Myers just took over Mojave Valley. Is it Speedway or Raceway, Ron? Oh, it's Raceway. See ya. Uh, you were right. I think I've raced there. That's why I was saying yeah, it might ta- be raceway. You're talking to the racing school teacher. She runs uh, dwarf cars. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah we, they've, they've been there before. Yeah, we had a national out there in 2019. It was a very, very, very windy weekend. But uh, the wind, the wind seems to blow out there off there. Okay. Off the lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, longtime racer decided to become a promoter. So how's that working for you? Well, the very first week was last weekend, February 6th, wow. and it was very overwhelming, actually. We ended up having 104 cars show oh, up. Oh, your first time, and wow, over 100 yeah. races. Well, congratulations. That's just one of those things where you can go, like, it was a good problem, you know, or a, a good Yeah, it, it, I don't It's know. better than 23 people showing up. Well, yeah. But, so how'd it go? Are yeah. you just being hard on yourself or? Well, it it was very overwhelming. Like I said, me, my wife and myself and my brother actually, and my, both of my kids helped out. Well, my oldest son races there at the Speedway. Uh-huh. And they're still and, recovering. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it, actually, I didn't really fully recover until probably Tuesday. Yeah. No, I, and, uh, I believe it. <laughs> well, and people don't realize how much work goes in yeah. to putting a race on like that you know they just say yeah right. a bunch of people just show up you know you tell them how fat where to go here's yeah. your pits and wow. that many more yeah. people makes everything longer now, longer lines were you able races. were you able to have any people in the stands uh yes we did actually we were actually full capacity actually we had yeah. to turn away like 150 oh. you know we had to turn around and like turn away like about 150 oh my oh. god so, and, uh, because of, because of the COVID, yeah, so yeah, 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 um, conform with the rules. But uh, it was it was a very good night of racing. We naturally got off to a very late start because we weren't anticipating that many cars to show up. So <laughs> we didn't get started on time, and so it was it was a madhouse there for a little bit. I yeah. had a lot of great help behind me. So, but you know, th- those those are not problems that will slow you down. These are problems you just need to adjust for. Because it sounds exactly. to me, sounds to me like your neighborhood is hungry, ready to race. Yeah, they're ready to <laughs> race. So hopefully, you took heed of. That. Or maybe some other people can step up and help. Well, yeah. you think? Well, we had. Well, I have a pretty large family, so a lot of the family members stepped in, and I definitely had a whole lot of help there from That's my awesome. family. So, they, um, and. I don't know, like I said, it was my very first event, so we didn't. I didn't really know what to expect. 
So what experience have you had promoting or running a racetrack? Well, to tell you the truth, I just kind of got thrown into this deal in November. We decided to purchase the racetrack, and so we didn't have a whole lot of time to even prepare. Hey, honey, look what uh, I bought. (laughs) Exactly. And kids. Exactly. Oh, my. This will be fun, man. We can go out and watch the races. Oh, my God. So was it a lot of people in a few divisions, or did you – was it wide or deep? (laughs) How many divisions were there? Well, our main division was actually the INCA modified division, the A mods, and we, oh, wow. we had forty-two of them oh. show up, which was the most. Yeah, that was yeah the that's most, a lot right there. Yeah, that was the most yeah. that Pack has ever had there at their racing facility. Wow! And then we, and then we brought on actually the uh, Northern Sport mods, which is an IMCA sanctioned event. Also, we only had fifteen of them. But still, and a solid we, division. You know, and we ran the yeah we ran the street stocks and then they run the the stock cars and they run the mini stocks and we have the uh, mini sports. Well, yeah, that's we a lot had, of divisions. Yeah, and we had six divisions and they all were very well supported. Actually, I think the lowest count we had was in the stock car division, which I think we had nine nine for those. Which normally last year they were only they had like probably four or five of them show up. So, so we were. So what do you think, what do you think, why do you think there's just such a big change between last year and this year? You think COVID because everybody's had this cooped up? I I think that's part of it. And then me and my brother also have been involved in racing pretty much our whole life. So we used to run out at Ascot and actually ran down there, which that track is not, not exist anymore. I don't know if you're aware of the Speedway 117 that used to be down there. Oh, I can tell you stories. Yeah, we ran down there in 79 and 80, and uh, but mostly our home track was by Ascot here in Gardena. So. Yeah. I have to tell you a cute 117 story. So I worked at a car dealership, and they were looking for somebody to drive the pace car. And it uh-huh. was a convertible, and they wanted the queen to sit on the up on the back. And, and I, you know, I, they asked me if I'd do it, and I said, well, of course. So as I went into turn one sideways, uh, kicking up a rooster tail. <laughs> And the girls hanging on for dear life. That was my one and only opportunity to drive a pace car. Yeah, well, first nice, and that last. Was a, that was a very fast track down there. I actually enjoyed that place. I know. Why do you think I hammered down? I, I told her to hang on. Here I go. But, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know. First and last. Well, yeah, first and last. But at least I can say I did it. Yeah. yeah exactly, yeah. So do you run every Saturday or are you every other, like Barona on my local track? We run every other Saturday, yes. Okay, well, that gives you a little bit of a breather. Uh, yeah, one, <laughs> one, we, one we definitely needed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you run in the same number of divisions or might you modify starting there? Uh, no, we're running the exact same uh-huh. same. Um, Events, same same division, same same everything. But you know, last last week we had an event that we were paying more money because we were doing. It was an inaugural race for my parents, actually. Oh. So we had a little bigger purse, so we we had probably more cars than you know. We started off with a bang, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Well, you know, and now, and and I would assume. Uh, I would assume that the response from the drivers was pretty positive. I mean, you'll know next Saturday. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you know, on the social media, you know, Facebook page and the web page, we've uh, we've had all 
positive response. Really, right. we have not had any negative at all. So, even you know, they they pretty much understood it was our first event, and uh, we can only get better as far as yeah. you know, getting things more on time. And yeah. you know, we we ran out of food and just things that just uh, something that we would definitely be more prepared for the next yeah. event. You didn't run out of beer, did you? No, no, plenty of beer. Okay, <laughs> long as you don't run out of beer, I think the fans can handle it. But when you run out of beer, whether they're drinking it or not, they just need to know it's there if they want one. Exactly. <laughs> that no. is all in all. It was all in all. It was a great event. I, you know, I thought it was. Um, you know, I didn't get out of there till about four thirty in the morning personally myself. Holy yeah, mac! So, was, uh... who preps the track for you? Because you know, like Paris Auto Speedway. The promoter does, Don Kazarian. At at Barona, the owner, Todd Salazar, does. So do you do anything with the track, or are you just trying to keep everything else rolling? We actually brought in a tractor that, you know, that they didn't have there at the facility before so we could break it up. But actually one of the racers, Dad, runs it, um, cut the track for us. Uh, there Frank you go. The senior. And then, that, and then my brother, Bill, he's out there trying to uh, – he's watering, he's learning, and we're going to – the track actually stayed together very, very well. I was very satisfied with the track. Wow. So felt very good for that amount of cars that was on it. So how how often are you going to race this year? <laughs> well, we're running. No, you. He I'm talking you. about you. Oh, no. I, no I, I, quit, I quit back in 2008, actually. And my son, Ronnie Jr., Okay. he... He he runs he runs out there. In fact, he drives my brother's car. He runs out. He's been running out there for the last three years. Which yeah. division? And, uh, uh, he, the modified division. Oh. All right, very good. So I'm seeing here. Uh, can correct me if I'm wrong. It's only twelve dollars for the whole night. If I want to wow. be a spectator there. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to keep the prices down because it's kind of like I think it's kind of like a lower income area. And yeah, that's nice. Yeah, for the uh, yeah twelve dollars and. We have for the seniors ten dollars for the senior in the military, mm-hmm. and we have uh, it's like six dollars for children. Yeah, from six to twelve and under. Under that is free. That's, that's awesome. Well, and that's what a grassroots hometown track is all about. You know, you, you know, because that's I mean, it's you can't spend twelve dollars, twenty four dollars, thirty six, whatever, and, and get a, get a night of an entertainment like you get at a racetrack, and it's so good. That you, that you took it over. Was it on the verge of closing if you hadn't picked it up? I'm sorry, what? I say, was it on the verge of shutting down if you hadn't? No, no, no. The, the, the gentleman we purchased it from was 77 years old. Oh. And he ran it 27 years. And, uh, okay. He was just um, tired. He was ready to give it. Yeah, yeah but if he. He wanted to go to spend time with his family but and, if he uh, would have retired there's a good chance if you didn't buy it it could have went away yeah i think that he had a few people interested in okay. purchasing the track too yeah. and i don't think it was gonna go away because uh, <laughs> that's it's, my uh, fear it's just like 117 yeah you know once yeah. it's gone it's gone you'll never it'll for whatever reason they never come back we had an asphalt track here and i'm sure mm-hmm. you're aware of it cajon yeah, speedway yeah yeah, yeah, I drove. I ran that track also. Yeah, and it started as a dirt, went to asphalt, and then when Steve Brucker was uh, shot and killed, it went away. So I didn't, it, know, I didn't know that's what happened. To be yeah, that that's that's what actually that's what. Oh, you didn't know either, Brittany. Oh yeah, it's a terrible. I'm making ter- faces, I didn't. Yeah, know it's either. a terrible. It's a terrible story. Oh. Terrible story. All right, yeah, hey buddy, it's that. what? What's the website? 
Uh, it's MojaveValleyRaceway.com. Right. Next race, February 20th, I believe. Correct. Yeah. Hey, correct. anytime you'd like to call in, if you're doing a special event or if you're doing a special race, just get a hold of Scotty, and uh, we'll have Scott uh, hook you up, and we'll get you back on, and we'll support you every way we can. All right. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right, buddy. Take care and uh, enjoy the rest of your Valentine's and apologize to your wife and take her to dinner okay. and tell her it wasn't, it wasn't all that bad. thank the family for all the help. Yeah, thank the family. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll do it. Thank you very much. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, there's a whole lot more right here on Racer Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. <laughs> Back to Rachel Radio. Don't look at me. That's Brent. No, no. I'm trying to figure out why her legs went to sleep. Off-air conversation. Hello, G-forces. <laughs> I know about why more than any other right. And racer. I left my notes at home, folks. <laughs> I can't talk to you about the, the duel. I can't talk to you about the truck. I can't talk to you about Infinity. And all I can tell you about the NASCAR race is it's rained out. And it's, it's still it's just still delayed till weather. So I can tell you Larson's back. Well... <laughs> And, and oh, you know, sorry. and I'm glad you bring that like, sponsors. up. Sponsors? Oh, yeah. Somebody <laughs> has to pay our bills. Certified Car Clinic. Hey, and Greg Rentis just took over ownership. Matt has decided to go another direction. So Greg is now the the owner, operator of Certified Car Clinic. Best dyno guy I have ever seen on the planet. So if you need anything done on any of your vehicles, hot rods, classic cars, or your daily driver, Certified Car Clinic is where you need to be. Go to CertifiedCarCare.com. Yeah. So, you know, just Kyle Larson, and I have to hand it to him, man. He They put him through an interview today, you know, prior to the oh, Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. Well, and, Did they and, rehash last year? Oh, yeah. Right yeah. before a race? Yeah. That's nice. Put that in his head. Well, he, it would look like it was a day or two earlier. I don't okay, think it okay. was actually the day of the race. And it was... The interview E was a little harsh, but to me, those were probably questions that needed to be asked to uh, to give him a little bit of, you know, hey, because the first question out of the, the interview E's mouth was, "Tell us why we should give you a second chance." Oh my god! Yeah, really. Because I'm human. Just like you oh, and sorry. I. Just like you sorry. and I. We're such hard hardcore <laughs> interviewees, but. Uh, Haley Deegan is another one uh, that is working her way up the ladder. Yeah. And, that, and it, would you say she's local-ish or She's not? Uh, from Temecula. Yeah. So can we say she's local Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've interviewed her before. She's an absolute yeah. ball of fire. And her dad, Brian Deegan. Yeah, I saw some. world famous from, you know, doing everything crazy and still does. So, you know, the old... Uh, Acorn didn't fall too far. Yeah, from the tree. I um, God, I can't remember where I was watching my dad. Oh, anyway, I was watching an interview on her, and she was practicing behind the wheel on go kart on a go kart track, but she's asphalt, good. and following her dad, yeah. and and but she's good. Yeah, off season, she's still working. Lot, she's still ta- practicing. A lot of times, you know, the, the 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 siblings don't do well. It's like, you know. The siblings or the offspring? Or the offspring, oh, okay. I guess you could say. Yeah, siblings, the relative. Also, is the offspring. But when Richard Petty <laughs> had Kyle Petty, <laughs> Kyle Petty couldn't drive a nail. I'm sorry. He just was never could do it. 
Adam Petty off the charts. Dale Earnhardt had junior mediocre. Okay. And then the rest of the family are terrible. So it's just really strange. But Daddy, look at uh, look at uh, Elliot. Chase Elliott's doing extremely well. So it just depends. Uh, it's so it has so many variables that go so into being a good and racer. Now it's even worse. So Haley did well. She got caught up in a in a situation at the end of the race. I mean, and this you know it's restrictor plate racing, or in her case, it wasn't restrictor plates. I mean, it was just. It, it's tough when you got that many vehicles out there. They're doing 190 plus. I did not get to catch it. I was out of commission yesterday. Um, so the weather held. Uh, the weather they, held. They did all the laps. The weather held for the uh, the duel. It had a little issue with the truck, and then Infi- Xfinity race went, and then of course today we're we're rain delayed. I saw our other local got some airtime, which was nice. Sheldon Creed was on KSI. Well, we had another kid, too, and I can't think of his first name, but his last name is Vargas. He's from the Baker, not, he's from uh, the Hemet area up in there, and we've interviewed him on radio when Michelle was my co-host. And super nice guy, great kid. He's got great sponsorship, and he's got great charities that he works with. And he was running in 2023, 20, but then after all the ex- accidents, I think he finished 12th. This is still the truck series we're talking about? No, this is the Xfinity. Oh, you did say that. I'm sorry. sorry. No, I think you so said now, that. So now he finished 12th because of everybody crashing out. Uh, yeah, I can relate. My first cra- my first race ever, 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 ever in a car. Yeah. Ninth at Barona, which is tough. There were 20 of us, but it was only because everybody seven, crashed 11 out. people got hauled off. <laughs> Hey, a win or a, or a, a, a good position. Top is a good, ten. Oh, it that's make, hard. Yeah, it doesn't make any difference. A good position is no, a good I position. Mean, well, so position. I saw the so I started watching today yeah. and um, first fifty just laps. that. 14th lap or whatever, you know, that massive carnage. And so many people were going so many different directions. I didn't know where to look. Like, literally, I didn't. I I think I told you I I, off air, I hope the neighbors weren't worried for me. Because, like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) And and so then they do the replay. And I'm not trying to offend anyone here. But all I did was just focus on number five. I just wanted to make sure Larson got out of it. And he barely did. But I did. I was like, now I'm just focusing on. My guy. (laughs) You know the history of the number five car? That was uh, Mr. Hendricks' son and was killed in the airplane accident. And from that day forward, the five car. It was no luck, right? Never won. Yeah. And and if anybody's going to turn that number five around, it'll be Kyle Larson. Larson. And so I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I I was here on the studio when 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 it went down. Oh. But I'm taping it, so we'll, we'll oh, have to wait. And so see. I spoiled it. No, 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 Larson no, no, no. I seen it. I made seen it. it barely. He was barely ahead of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, when these cars, when these cars start, you know, you know, the air is where the issue. Oh, is. it's just like a little tap, and then bang. Well, guys yeah. are banging into the back of Rubbing each other. Rubbing is racing, but know. at that speed, it becomes more catastrophic. Yeah, and the amount of money that gets. I mean, there was the stuff inf- everywhere on the yeah, on the track. The track. Well, they everywhere. red flag. Yeah, they had the red flag in the Infinity race. All of Dale Jr.'s cars, all four of them, gone. 
You mean like banged wrecked, up? Wrecked, wrecked all four. I mean, he had four <laughs> Xfinity cars in there. You know how much money that is? <laughs> and wadded all four I would love up. to honest, like sincerely know how he feels. Like money isn't an issue, so he's okay with it? Or t- time crunch? Is there any worry and what is it? Just at that level. As long as the sponsors are still good, because they keep writing the checks. Yeah. I'll tell you what was a bonus, and I don't know how you feel about him, and that's uh, Clint Boyer in the booth. Is he commenting? Yeah, right. He's commentating, huh? Yeah. Fantastic. You like it? I love it. He is a total hoot. Everybody's bagging on him. Everybody's bagging on him. He's taking it extremely well. Oh, good. He had good commentator. He had good insight. This is yesterday? This was during the uh, Infinity okay. Infinity race. I thought he did exceptional. Oh, no, wait. Was that the truck race? He might have done the truck because, no, it was the Infinity race because Tony Stewart mm-hmm. was also you know in the booth, which he did a really good. And Jamie Lee, who normally is a pit reporter, mm-hmm. she got to call the Xfinity race in the booth. Oh. First female in the history of NASCAR to ever call the race. so Well, how'd she do? She did phenomenal. I, I like to know merit. I think she did gender. awesome. She's always really good. <laughs> she does her homework. That's cool. Uh, and, and I got to tell you, I, KUSI, I don't know if you caught it, but KUSI asked me to do a NASCAR preview. Oh, yeah, you did. I caught the last part of it. Yeah, well, yeah. the very first part of it, I said, here's a sport that has their Super Bowl on opening day. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, folks, they had a prayer. I heard this part. This is when I tuned and in. Uh-huh. they did the national anthem. Mm-hmm. So no controversy, no politics, nobody kneeled, no issues. They've got diversity not only on the track but in the pits. So there's nothing anybody can say. So if you want to back a sport that believes in us, the blue-collar workers, yeah. motorsports is it. I don't care if it's NASCAR, truck. I don't care. Camping World came back. It was Gander, mm-hmm. which is owned by Camping World. So, like, what's the big deal? So, Camping Camping World came back to the truck series. Uh, the trucks are still boxes, you know, yeah. flying down the freeway. Yeah. You know, I don't care how you look at it. Uh, Sheldon actually did well towards the end. I think uh, he got hit back a cut a little bit, and then, then, he, then he rebounded. And I think he, he might have been in the top ten. Did you watch the Supercross last night? I was totally out of commission yesterday. Even at nighttime? I was out of commission completely. Uh, Supercross was good last night. Where was that held? Uh, It's in Florida. And I think it's the same. They're going to run there again next week, too. They seem to be running at their tracks like they'll run more than one time. Isn't that what uh, they're doing overseas with the um, the, motorcycles? Yeah. GP. GP, They're doing two weekends before traveling, I guess. Now, did you hear where NASCAR is going this year? They're going to COTA, which is a track in uh, Texas, which is an F1 track. They're going to cover Bristol Motor Speedway with dirt, and they're going to run the NASCARs on dirt. They're going to do like six or seven road courses. I mean, they the NASCAR is totally spun the schedule, and I think it's going to be good to build fan base. Wait, NASCAR is going to run on dirt at Bristol Motor Speedway, <laughs> and they're just going to throw a bunch of dirt on top of the track. How much dirt would they have to put? 
Because you just can't put two, three inches. You got to put a couple. Yeah, feet. Yeah, or else it'd just be asphalt real soon. But you got to put a couple feet, yeah. right? Yeah, or else. Yeah. Brittany, thank you for coming in today. Yeah, I know it was, nice seeing you again. I know it was Valentine's Day, and Steve yes. thank had you, all Steve. these had all these major plans to take you up in a hot air balloon. Yeah, and, but yeah. But you're you know, right. Instead, you hung with the old guy. Hung with the old guy, but now we're gonna go and have a nice dinner. I think you porch. should uh, on the back porch. Mm-hmm. Or is that a restaurant? No, on our oh, back porch. Yeah. It would be a great restaurant if that's the case. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm coming. All right, folks. Oh, you're having bacon? No, we're having Korean barbecue. No, man, you bacon some... would probably make it bacon. better. Yeah, bacon always makes it better. I could throw that on better. a Korean barbecue. All right, hey, Gun Owners Radio, right around the corner, folks. Don't touch that dial. FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.